You are now listening to the Music Connects Podcast. Last week, we discussed putting God first in the perspective of prayer. This week, we will discuss how prayer and worship can work together to bring us closer to God. Yeah, and as we talk about this topic this week of prayer and worship, it just... It just brings a, a soft spot to me because of all like what we talked about before, just how worship can lead to a healthy relationship and how prayer can get you closer to God and how communicating with it just can, can better your day. Yeah. And um, as we talked about last week, uh, we read mainly from Luke 18, 9 through 14, and where we mentioned... The, um, the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee. And the main difference between both of them was how they prayed and presented themselves towards God. The Pharisee presented himself towards God in a boastful and prideful way, whereas the tax collector became humbled and went to God and asked for forgiveness and showed that God has authority in his life. Yes, and I really like that story. Like we talked about that, uh, I said before, the pride, pride comes before the fall, and that's exactly what basically happened. Like he went to him with, he went, he went, tried to go to God with his prideful heart, and it didn't work out. And when you go to God humbly, it this is a total difference. A question that comes to mind when talking about this topic is how do you think worship and prayer are connected? Well, first I think like worship is an expression for the love of God, like for your love of God. And like when you worship, you're, you're just expressing how much you love him, how much you uh, care for him, how much you adore him. And prayer is like more of a communication with God. So like, I feel as though a few titles to together, it's just like it's just the utmost you can do for him because you're worshiping and and you're you're expressing and you're communicating with him as well. So that's why I feel like they're that's how they're connected. Yeah, and I I said it before that ultimately when I think of worship, I don't always necessarily think about it from a musical standpoint. I mean, it is from a musical standpoint a way to become closer to God. But whenever I really think of it, I believe that um, Colossians 3, 14 through 17 can really encompass what worship and prayer um, simultaneously can do together. Colossians 3, 14 through 17 says, Above all else, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. As for members of one body, we are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, I mentioned before how this reminds me of how worship and prayer can work simultaneously together. And I really see that, um, especially at the beginning in verse 15, 
where it says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. I also see it in verse 17, where it says, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks through him to God the Father. Now, whenever I, I think about prayer and worship, if we really break it down and, and discuss it, it's mainly just prayer is a conversation with God, and worship can be the um, representation of our prayer. It can be the thing that drives us and draws us closer to God, ultimately. Yeah, that's the same way, like, as you said, and um, as you said, with verse 17, what it says, and whatever you you were saying, I felt like I touched on this before, is that, that we had to, had to, like, show ourselves as how we want to be seen by God. We have to, like, he, we can't just be out here doing anything. We have to, everything we do has to be, we have to think of it as we're representing God, our Savior. We we can't be out here just doing anything and not thinking about who we're representing because that's just, it's just not going to work out well. Exactly. Yeah. I heard a quote before from someone, I, I forget who it was, but they said that the best way for non-believers to learn about Christianity is for them to look at Christianity. Now, that mm. really resonated with me because... If someone who doesn't believe looks at our lives, what are they going to see? Are they going to see someone that's passionate and on fire for God? Or are they going to see someone that is um, rude and mean and just put someone down when in reality we should be building people up? So I feel that that quote really helps me to, to think, you know, how I'm going to live and what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do, um, especially in front of others. That's true because like, it also says in the Bible that uh, we have to be fishers of men. I'm pretty sure that's that's what it says. And, and the only way you can do that is if you're living right, because people are not going to want to follow you if you're out there doing it or listen to what you have to say or listen to your, about your God if you're doing all the same things they're doing or saying the same thing they're saying or listen to the same music they're listening to. They're not... In living the same way they are, like it's not going to change. You're not going to want to listen to you. The only way you can be fishers or men and bring people to Christ is if you're you're representing Him correctly. Exactly. Now, last night I was watching this video, and in the video it was Phil Vischer. He's actually the creator of Veggie Tales, and he was saying um, there's a quote for him that I liked in his testimony. And it says that as Christians who give Jesus complete authority over their lives, we shouldn't be concerned about where we are in the next 20 years or even the next five years. The only thing we should be concerned about is where we are today in our walk with Christ. And if we are doing what God has called us to do. What I liked from that quote was the fact that it can be so easy to think about, you know, the future. What are we going to do after college? Where are we going to go? Who are we going to meet? But it's more important to take the time that we're given today because we're not promised tomorrow. I feel that it's more important to understand what God's calling us to do today. instead, and, and he'll take us, he'll bring us to where we need to be in the future. But if we can just focus in our prayer life and in our worship and our relationship with God, then I, we can just strive to have a, a fulfilling relationship with us. Yeah, I like that as well. Cause it's like, 
I know it's gonna be seem like I'm basically repeating, but like people, like, like I know, like I deal with in like a little bit of anxiety here and there, especially when it comes to school and stuff, like when school time is around and stuff like that, and I start thinking too fast or start thinking too ahead. And never really sit down in the moment and just and realize of how far I've come or thank God for that he woke me up this morning or thank God that I had to, uh, food on my plate to eat or so little stuff like that. You you start to not really like you start to just think that you're bigger than everything else and just start to think about your plans and and forget that God is in control and that once you just give it all to God and just relax, that everything will just start to move in smoothly. Yeah. Um, and another quote that I heard from Phil Vischer in that, um, his testimony was that relates to our topic really well. And it says, until I was ready to do nothing for God and rest in my relationship with him, I wasn't ready to do anything. And that just really spoke to me. Because we can get, like we said before, we can get really busy in the little things that we can forget to um, really take time for God and worship him and, and praise him and just have our alone time with him, have a genuine, authentic conversation with him. Because after all, he's the one that knows everything about us. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what we're going through and he, he'll help us. We just have to give it to him. Another question that comes to mind is how can we strive to have a valuable relationship with God through worship? I feel as though that the way we do that is that you're going to have to, it's going to have to be a personal sacrifice that happens if you're trying to have that valuable relationship through worship with God. And what I mean by that is that you're going to have to take that time out your day to maybe like first time like five minutes out your day just to worship with God and and, and have that relationship with him and, and just really t- put everything aside and take that time out strictly for him. And once you start to do that every day, start to maybe add on some time. And once you add on time every day and, and the more it goes on, you notice that your relationship is so much stronger because that you took that personal sacrifice and went out your way to show that you love him, that you care, and that and that you're still here and that you're you're his. I like how you mentioned that we have to like physically make time for God. Because as we said before in that quote that I read from Phil Vischer, where it says that we have to rest in our relationship with God before we should even think about doing anything for him. Because um if we're not filled with what God has in store for us. If we're not filled with the, the gifts and the, and the love that God has for us, then how can we go out there and show God's love to others if, our, if we're not um, active and we're not um, thriving in our relationship with God? Yeah, I agree with that. Another scripture I would like to bring up is John four twenty four, And this says, For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I really, yeah, I really feel like this relates back to um, just having fellowship and having a relationship with God where we can rest and just relax in his presence. Because if we're 
worshiping in, in truth, if we're worshiping in spirit, then that means that we're giving God our all, right? Um, we can't fake it. We can't go out there and pretend to give God everything. That's an act, an action that we have to live by, by living according to God's will, by doing what God has in store for us and thanking him in the process through our worship. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I like the scripture as well. It's because, like, you just have, it has to be uh, in truth. God, because, and we said this in our podcast before, that God knows everything already before you even come to him, create anything. So for you not to come in truth is, would, would just be, wouldn't be smart of you. So, like, that scripture is, is saying a lot. And, and a little, that little, how little the scripture is, the scripture is saying a lot. Yeah, and even going back to what we talked to last talked about last week with the tax collector, he came before God and gave God everything, um, everything that he had. Even though, in the Pharisees' eyes, he wasn't even worthy to be in God's presence. I mean, really, none of us are, right? We're all sinners that fall short of God's glory. But that's what's amazing about Jesus dying on the cross for us is that even though we're not worthy to be in God's presence we can still have that opportunity to praise God we can still have that opportunity to worship and adore him because of what Jesus did for us and to me that's just amazing that we can give God everything and not be scared yeah and I feel like another uh, a big part of worship and I should have said this about when, how you have a valuable relationship but it's felt like you should worship through uh, good, you should worship through bad. You should worship when you're not feeling well. You should worship when you're feeling great. Like you shouldn't just worship him when you need something or pray when you need something. It should be a constant thing that you do, and yeah, and that's how you really build yourself. Yeah, and I really, I really like that because that, like we said before, like we can't fake our relationship with God. So. If we try to hide the things from God that we don't want him to see, then we're really only hurting ourselves and hindering ourselves because God can already see all that. But it's when we give it to him and we allow him into our lives in every single aspect and let him into every single thing that we're going through. That's when he can take it and rearrange it and make us new and really use it to benefit us. Yeah. Another verse that comes to my mind in, in the relationship with God and through prayer and worship is Hebrews 12, 28. And it says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Yeah, I like that scripture. And, and it's really, I feel like it's really saying that, like, you have to be thankful for for what he's he's given us. Like he's given us this earth, he's given us trees, he's given us animals. He's he's basically it's nothing that he hasn't given us and you have to be thankful and worship him without without no without doubt, without anything. You should just be able to worship just because of all he has done for us. Yeah. And as you were saying that, well, then it came to my mind is that primarily we all worship God, or at least those of us who go to church, 
on Sundays worship God um, together in, in a group setting. But how many times we really find ourselves worshiping God throughout the day through through uh, through music? I mean, yeah. I feel that if we can have a relationship with Him that has no boundaries, that isn't just in one place, because a lot of people might feel comfortable just worshiping in church, and that's okay. But I feel that we can have a better, more strong relationship with God if we can take Him with us outside of the church, which we can, into our homes, into anywhere we go, really, and we can worship Him, like we said before, through prayer, through a deep desire and connection with God that we can long for throughout our day that will ultimately bring us closer and draw us towards God and the other aspect of worship which is we can be like Christ towards others and show his love show everything that he has shown us to others we can show mercy and love and we can just be joyful in situations when others are um, upset or when others are depressed we can lift them up and show God's love and be the light in the middle of their darkness. Yeah, just like I said, that that personal sacrifice, taking that time out your day to just really worship with him or play some music and just sing along and worship or just not even like, I know God, I know Jesus or God does not like get mad if you even just do like a one minute prayer, a 30 second prayer, something, a prayer that is just, period a prayer period i know he, he won't get mad how short it is how long it is he just wants you to pray to him and he just wants you to worship like it doesn't matter how long you worship he just wants you to worship to him like 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 what you said like we have to be that light for everybody else and to be that light you have to start with yourself and start without start with that personal sacrifice and i really think that it all boils down to having a relationship with god that is authentic and vulnerable thank you for listening to the music connects podcast in this episode we discuss the authenticity of our relationship with god and how being vulnerable with god can truly lift us up and encourage us to draw closer to him join us next week on the music connects podcast